it like me? Do she work that body? Throw that ass like a pump, 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 pump it hot. Welcome to the Truth in the Booty podcast where I discuss sex, relationships and the alternative lifestyle. Today we're going to be talking about black people in the scene and other topics surrounding that. So in the UK especially you will notice that there's not a high number of black people in the scene at all. I should probably explain what I mean when I mention the scene. So when I'm talking about the scene, I'm talking about things like swinging, um, people meeting up and going to events like sex clubs, sex parties, um, the kink scene, like BDSM clubs, that type of thing. So you'll notice when you start looking into these type of communities, there's not a lot of representation of black people and other people of colour either. It's mainly, a lot of the spaces will be very white. And that's quite off-putting to some people because with a lot of people they feel more open to trying these things if they can see more familiar faces. And you even notice it when you go to some of these clubs, if you see another black person, they're like really happy to see another black person there because they don't come across us as much. But there are still people who are in the scene if you're looking for it and there are um, people who take different interests. I think it would be good for there to be more people in the scene if more people are like open-minded to certain things um, but I guess that will have to take time and with people um, being more exploring more things that they may or may not like without being standoffish about it. So you said that people might find the environment off-putting, why do you think that is? It could be some people are worried about being fetishized in those type of environments as well. They don't want to be the token black person in there or they don't want to come across certain behaviours from people that's going to make them feel uncomfortable and I suppose that when you're in that type of environment, like a sexual environment, it can make you feel particularly vulnerable so then maybe that's why people are a bit more apprehensive, that might be one of the reasons. Another is people might feel that because of their skin colour they might not be as welcome in those spaces. And I think you were saying before that you think that sometimes people are just looking for an excuse not to try something new and it might be something actually deeper than that but they will say that that's the reason that they're apprehensive about going to these places. Yeah, probably. I mean, what do you feel about the, um, like being welcomed into that kind of place or is there, have you ever been to one where you felt that you wasn't as welcome? Mm, for the most part. The places that I've gone to, people have been friendly, they've been welcoming. I think probably like when I started going to different events, I assumed that it was going to be quite clicky or people would be more standoffish, but that hasn't really been the case. People have been quite friendly for the most part. I think there's sometimes you go to certain um, environments where maybe because of the type of the clientele that they're trying to att att um, attract, they behave in particular ways. So like if they're trying to market their event as, you know, like high society or whatever else, I think they bring a certain vibe to it, which can come across as a bit snobby at times. Yeah, because I don't think that we've been in a place where it feels like we haven't been as welcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I've found that. And also the environments inside the sex clubs and, play, and parties and stuff like that, they usually end up being more friendlier than normal clubs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that you go to a normal club or some normal clubs 
and there'll be people standing at the side they'll just be watching each other or like screw facing each other and that type of thing like that but you don't get that in sex where people come up to you start talking to you then not necessarily have like a ulterior motive in mind and they'll just go about their business and it seems more friendly it's like say if you went had like a house party or something and you just talk to everybody it's more of that kind of vibe which i think is it, it makes sense for it to be like that in that sort of environment so there isn't from what i've seen there's not really a reason to go there and think oh shit i'm not going to be able to talk to anybody no one's going to talk to me i'm going to look like the odd one out it's probably not going to be that bad at all but i was saying before that maybe it's an excuse that people use or maybe it's just another fear that people have you know of possibly trying something of the unknown a lot of times people um, say that they don't want to go and do this stuff because mm. you know they be the only black person there um, but then at the same time when there has or like before you set up a group that was mm. for like by black yeah people, and then that was long yeah the exact same thing was happening where people they talked a big game or they talked about stuff they wanted to do and so on and it was in an environment that was you know by black women mm-hmm. and then still um the majority of them didn't turn up to stuff or they didn't want to yeah, get didn't really make much effort yeah but i don't it's it's something that really frustrates me and I, I completely understand the fear of the unknown and it's something that i get as well and you think oh maybe i'll do it another time maybe i'll do it later and a lot of these things are very daunting and it's very hard to get into and you know it can take some time to get the confidence enough and you know some encouragement to do certain things but with a lot of the things that people are saying that they want to do they then end up finding excuses not to do it and sometimes things like this like oh i'm going to be the only black person there or this isn't something that we really do that much or i haven't heard about anybody else like me doing stuff it's not you're just going to keep putting roadblocks in your way and it's not going to really get you anywhere and with that thing it's like it's all well and good to just talk and talk and talk about what you want to do and when you're going to do it but until you actually start putting the action behind it then it's not going to happen and there might be some obstacles that are making you feel apprehensive but at some point you're going to have to confront those things otherwise years down the line you're just going to be at the same place at square one and nothing would have changed and it's hard to accept and you know no one's per- everybody does it but you know at some point you have to do something and another reason people have come to me and said when i say that i go to these different places is they say like oh aren't you worried you're gonna bump into somebody that you know and i'm not really that concerned about it because i think i've mentioned it on a post on tumblr before is that well if we're both in the same place we're here to do the same thing so if you see me how are you going to explain to people that you saw me there because you were there too so what now the only way is like i wouldn't want to see somebody who like i know from like certain places like say if i see somebody that i know from work it might kill my vibe depending on like who it is or you might not want to see i don't know like your sibling there or something like that because then it's it just becomes a bit awkward but not in a way like oh, I shouldn't be at this place, oh, this is shameful, this is awful. Not like that, it's just, if I'm there to, like, you know, while out and have fun, I don't necessarily want to see certain people there as well. But it's not, you know, it doesn't mean that I feel that I shouldn't be there or that 
I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. It just might be a bit awkward. That's it. I mean, some people might be happy to see someone they know there. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember before when we were talking to some people and they said that they invited two couples over to their house, so it was going to be six of them. Mm-hmm. And then the two couples got there and they realised that the two women in the couple knew each other. Yeah, I remember that story. Like from work. Uh, but they said that this stuff still went ahead though, so I rate them. That didn't like stop their fun. Stuff happens. There's a funny thing, I think, what happens on Tinder when people will people say that they're on Tinder, like ironically. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm just on Tinder just to like, just to see what's on it. Yeah. Just to... <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know if the same thing can kind of run in a sex club. No. People be like, "Oh, I just came to the club." Ironically, I feel people can do that with um, places like Rio's. Though, for those who don't know, Rio's is a um, nudist spa. Actions happens there, but it's not as blatant as like a sex club. It is what it says on the tin. With Rio's, I feel like it's a bit more of a grey area. So I feel someone could go there and be like, "Oh, I was just there to you know use the sauna and stuff." So I didn't do anything. Also, you remember that time when I um, met this girl and she kept thinking that she knew me? So she was like, I, I swear I know you from somewhere. And I was like, I, I don't know you. Like, we've never met before. But she kept being, like, paranoid that she knew me from somewhere. Do you remember that time? Yeah, yeah. I think she thought that I went to the same school as her or, or something like that. But, yeah, we, I, I don't know her. To this day, I don't know her. And even if we did know each other... What, what does that mean? It's quite funny that um, Rio's, you end up seeing quite a lot of black people there mm-hmm. compared to the other sex clubs or kink places. Yeah. I think it's a more laid-back environment. It's not as, I don't know, it's not as full-on as the other places. So maybe that's why um, more black people feel more comfortable with it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of like what the logic is behind why you might see more black people at Rio's or other places. I think that you definitely see less black people in the BDSM scene. There's like a few like communities here and there that do it, but they're like very few and far between. And I think a lot of them, they have the emphasis on, not all obviously, but there's a lot of the more niche groups, they will have a focus on interracial stuff as well. I'm not sure exactly the reason in why there's less black focused stuff in the BDSM scene. I think that's more some, maybe that, that people are just slowly becoming more comfortable with? What do you think? Yeah, maybe. One of the more recent things that I've been doing is like, um, we've been going to rope tying lessons and like learning how to tie the ropes and stuff, which has been really interesting. And on, I think like the first time that we went to the class or so we saw, there was one black woman there. And she was like, wow, I'm so happy to see you guys here. Like, you're really gonna enjoy it and so forth but as in like you can see there like she's made a point to like come up to us because we're like all black and you don't see like many black people who are interested in this type of thing so it's nice to see well it's not a familiar face but it's nice to see other people who are doing it not to say that oh I'm not going to do it unless I see other people like me because I don't think that that's really forward thinking to be honest like someone has to get involved and do the things that you want without necessarily waiting for someone to like co-sign it 
but it would be nice if more people were open and actually made the effort to say actually I'm interested in this thing I'm going to seriously pursue it and I don't know if it comes from a sort of mentality that maybe sex and, and being interested in the things that are around that is sort of a frivolous pursuit or that it's not that deep so you're just like oh I just do this stuff in my bedroom and that's that so people don't take it further for that reason or feel like a way to a way to have that feeling that actually I want to explore this and go more into it people feel more guarded and maybe a bit closeted about it because they they just feel like oh why are you being extra for or why are you taking it this far it's not necessary and I think that type of mentality can suck the fun out of certain things and it's a shame really it's like when you're somewhere and you think you're the only black person there and then you see another black person and then you mm. give each other that nod. Yeah. <laughs> or even just walk up to them and be like, hi, how are you? So, yeah. yeah. So that, one, that happened one time where I was like out somewhere in the country and you see other black people and they just like nod or say good morning to you and stuff like that. Or like even when we went to um, Torture Garden, I felt that there was like, there was more black people there than I was um, expecting to be there. But there were a few people who like came up to us and spoke to us on the day as well. So, yeah, I would say if you want to go to those places, just go in it. Like, there'll probably be other people who are black there, here and there anyway. But that shouldn't be something that stops you from going where you want to go. Yeah, and I guess, as we were saying, even if you are the only black person that are there, it doesn't end up taking away from any of the fun. Or mm-hmm. in those places, generally, so far, what we've seen, yes, it might be different in different places. But so far we've seen all of the clubs and parties that we've been to, they've always been, or they're generally quite welcoming. Yeah. The people there are usually quite decent people. Yeah, true. So it's like when, um, like, say, other people come up to us and they'll be like, oh, so how did you do this? And how did you get into that? And I want to try this. And it's like, well, you have to get involved in certain things. Like, no one's going to be able to, like, hand it to you and give it to you necessarily. You'll have to go out and do stuff and meet people and then take it from there. And I think maybe some people are taking the mentality that, oh, one day I'll just meet somebody and everything will fall into place. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's not going to be that straightforward. One of the things that I wanted to get into as well is maybe trying to understand a bit more about why more black people feel restricted to try certain things in kink, not just in terms of, oh, I don't want to go to this sex club because there might not be much of us there. Not that, but as in, in a general sense, whether you're doing that in your own bedroom or, or outside of that. Like, what are the reasons that people feel more apprehensive to, to go for things like BDSM or other type of fetishes that they might be interested in but don't necessarily practice? One thing, I think I've like touched on it a little bit before, is how... Some of us come from a religious background as well, like to different extents, like not to say that every black person is like, you know, completely Christian or Muslim or what, or strictly Christian or Muslim or, or whatever else. But I do think that for a lot of us, we've had that sort of background teaching, at least of Christianity or, or Islam, that sometimes makes you more apprehensive to go into certain things because you're taught that it's wrong. I think even just for general society, it's only fairly recently that people started to talk more openly about being interested in 
um, BDSM and like domination and, and things like that. And one of the big catalysts for that was that was that set of novels, um, Fifty Shades of Grey. That's when people started, as much as people criticise it or whatever else, I think that brought things more into the public consciousness where you started to get sex toys that were marketed under that brand and stuff like that. And people felt more, it became more, I don't know if palatable is the, is the right word, but more accessible for people to start trying out these things. Before it was more like, uh, those people over there do that craziness, but the average person, you're not going to get into that. So yeah, I think it's more of a newer thing is part of the reason why people are just now getting introduced to certain concepts. I think we've reached a period of time where people are a bit more open about sex-related topics and what they do in the bedroom. And social media probably has a big part to say in that, or is a big part of the reason for that, where people can just be sort of just talking aloud about stuff that they do and people can listen to it and, and share what their experiences are as well. There's always an element of just because people are talking about it now doesn't mean that people weren't doing it from a long time. So a lot of this stuff, like I think it's, nothing really is new under the sun. People have been doing stuff for a long time, but because people feel more open to talk about things, I think the proportion of people who are doing certain things has grown because other people who might not have otherwise heard about it will think, hmm, actually, I might be interested in that too. Let me try it. Stuff comes out or people feel freer to try stuff more nowadays. What made you want to try that kind of stuff? Um... I'm not, because in the early days, I was interested in things like handcuffs. I don't know where I got that from. Maybe I just saw the toys and I thought it would be interesting to play with. I, I can't really get down to the root of why I was interested in that from before. With the whole being dominant thing, that's, I'm not really sure how that came about either. But I know how I ended up trying it is we were talking to this girl who was going to um, meet us for a freezer and just like in the because we had like a group chat going and we were talking um, back and forth about different things that we wanted to do when we met up and one of the things that I ended up like admitting that I wanted to do was to choke her and then she was like quite interested in like us trying to do that so that's how I first ended up like taking a more dominant role with a woman. I'm not really sure what motivated that. It just sort of like came out. Maybe it was just the underlying thing there all the time. Maybe there's a, a deeper explanation to it. I don't know. There's been different times as in sex as well where in the earlier days I would take a more take more control at points, like giving orders, that type of thing. I don't know if that's like an innate thing or not. And then later on down the line like trying different things which are more like submissive like being tied up, like the handcuffing that I mentioned before, maybe just like exploring things and trying out things without thinking, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Then you might come up with all sorts of wild ideas if you just let your mind be free. I guess if people just want to try different things, it's like with anything, you see stuff, or the more you see different things, you might feel, oh yeah, I want to try that, or that looks good, yeah, or oh yeah, let me, let me give that a go. Yeah. But I guess you've got to be, some stuff, you have to be able to be open to seeing it. Mm. Like, I guess, by watching porn or by talking to people and seeing yeah. different ideas, then you might just feel, oh, wow, that looks crazy. Let me try that out. Yeah. Other stuff might just be more of a kind of natural thing where mm -hmm. you're like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder how this kind of feels. Yeah. Just try it. Yeah. And it's just, 
I think maybe before I used to get stuck on like where is this coming from and at times it might be important to like ask that sort of question and, and figure that out but it's not the be all and end all the the important thing is that you're having fun and that whoever it is that you're doing that with is also having fun and that they're they're in agreement with with what is going down and then you might try something and you don't like it and they don't like it or, or whatever and then you can just be like okay maybe I need to make some changes here to make it more enjoyable or maybe this is just not for me it's not it doesn't have to be like this big deal and like sometimes people message me and say like oh I'm interested in this or I want to try that and they feel it's it comes across that they have a bit of anxiety about it or they feel a bit worried about it and I can understand where that's coming from because I've I've felt like that at different times as well but you know if you have your desires and it's not hurting anybody then it's not it doesn't make you a bad person it's not that you're doing something wrong it's just you can explore that thing in in a safe environment and try it out and see is this thing for me or is it not and if you do have a desire that is hurting someone that's okay as well yeah as long as they're consenting as long as they're consenting because before I was like, oh, why, why do I want to choke somebody? Like, what, what does that mean? Is that right? And it's like, at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. We had fun. I know I'm not going around choking random people on the street or have a desire to choke random people on the street, like, just randomly. You only did so, seven years younger. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? But, like, you, you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, just be safe in it. I don't think that it's important to kind of ever think where's this coming from mm-hmm. because there's no it doesn't really matter where it's coming from you don't think that thinking about that sometimes can tell you more about yourself i mean it can tell you maybe yeah it can tell you more about yourself mm-hmm. but then it doesn't mean that you need to think about it to be able to do the thing that you want to do yeah i wouldn't say that but i guess sometimes it might be interesting just to think about it but i do agree at times it might not be constructive at all to go down that that route just as long as something is between two or more consenting people mm-hmm. then that's all that matters really yeah uh, it's annoying when people try to make others feel bad about what it is that they want i think that's part of the reason why some um black people and other people feel apprehensive about trying more fringe interests or certain fetishes because they might have spoken about it or just seen somebody talking about it and they're like, ooh, that's weird or that's not natural or why would you want to do that? And it just like adds an element of like shame onto, onto the thing. So Yeah, I guess sometimes people have to accept or be open-minded enough or not even open-minded, just a, just a decent person enough mm. to accept that you might not be into something, yeah. but it's fine for other people to be into it. Yeah. And uh, like for me, I don't really understand the kind of nursing stuff. What do you mean, like breastfeeding? Yeah, the adult nursing. Okay, yeah. What, so where the woman's actually lactating and she's breastfeeding to a grown person? Yeah, to like a grown man. Okay. Um, I don't really understand that. But then at the same time, if I see people and they're doing that and it looks like they're enjoying themselves, I'm happy for those people. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I'm just not into that and I just don't get it. But yeah. I've got nothing negative to say about it. Yeah. And if you're having fun with it, then I'm happy for you that you found something yeah. that you're having fun with. Yeah, true. Other things I'm just like, well, that's your business. Like, it's not, it's not affecting me. It's not affecting anybody else negatively. Go and do, go and do your thing. 
Like, I don't have to like necessarily be into that type of stuff, like you were saying. But you know, there's another thing though. People who are interested in freaky stuff, but they feel a way about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like in the daytime, they they put out this particular image of like who they are, and they might condemn a lot of different things. But at night time, or like wherever it is that they go to do their stuff, they're doing all kind of craziness, and then they feel a way about that, and that like affects their behaviour when they're in that type of environment. Like stuff like that. I feel if you just accept yourself and what you like, it will be safer for you and everybody else involved, rather than you putting on this charade. And trying to condemn things out in the open that you're doing in secret, like you know those stories that come out about those pastors who, in the daytime, they're they're condemning people for living in these particular ways, and then too too some story comes out about them being into like BDSM, or them like going with all these different like sex workers or whatever else, and it's like you're trying to live two different lifestyles and they're contradicting each other. Just like you can live your normal day-to-day life, but why do you have to basically build your life around condemning that which you are? Mm-hmm. It's going to cause a problem. Yeah. And I think people like that, they will find, like, say somebody who condemned BDSM in like their day-to-day life, or they're a pastor, or they're somebody, a prominent person who speaks out about it, but then they do it in private. I feel that it will be difficult for that person to, pr- to practice BDSM and things like that in an ethical way, I feel that that person will have a problem with respecting boundaries and, and being safe and that type of stuff because they don't actually properly respect what it is that they're doing. They're conflicted. Similar to that, there's a lot of people who would do stuff like undercover mm-hmm. and um, you know, on one, one hand they're saying, oh, I'd never do this or oh, this person's nasty or doing mm-hmm. such and such. But you know two twos later on that evening they're doing the same thing yeah you know it's cl- classic they always say <laughs> about jamaican guys mm. always bunning out people who are like giving head to women yeah but but they're doing it man yeah they're doing it <laughs> it's like one of my friends were saying oh but jamaican men don't give head though and then i just gave her one look and i was like sis that's that's a lie <laughs> So things like that is like you're living that contradictory like lifestyle. It's not gonna go well. I com- I completely understand people who they can't speak openly about certain things because it's not safe. But don't spend your days like making a point of condemning people and then be doing certain things in 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 secret. Just be quiet. Then is what I think. Okay. So um, there's a few events that are actually run by black people as well. And we've been to some of them. Some of them are quite good. Some of them, maybe because like it's growing pains or whatever else, they they start off well and then they sort of go a bit downhill. Some they start off, they don't really take off. Some were like quite successful. It's like just a good mixture. Um, I think it just all comes down to the event really. Um, but I don't think we've been somewhere where we were like it was a terrible time. No, I think they've all been pretty decent. Yeah. But there was one that we went to where they focused on, oh, this is like a high society event. Like, we only select the, the finest people to come to our events. And, you know, we have our, our, our place in, like, very nice establishments. And we spend a lot of money to make sure that our guests are well catered for. 
And it's like, I don't know, like, I'm not really interested in these events where they focus on how, basically how much money they can spend or how elite the people who come there are. I don't really care about all of that. Like, I came there to have a good time. I want the place to be nice. I want the place to be clean and all of that type of stuff. I would like to dress up and like, have a good time. But I'm not really concerned about whether you have champagne there. I'm not really concerned about all of that type of stuff. And the times that we've gone to events where they focus on that type of stuff, like it suffers in terms of the amount of fun people are having. As in, it could be a bit more fun if people weren't didn't feel as uptight, or if they didn't make their event as uptight. And even those like really like high society parties that people go to, like we've had like. A few friends who go to them, they said, oh, I went there, it was dead. It was boring. So you can't really judge a book by saying, oh, how expensive is the ticket? It's down to what is the vibe of the people who are there, whether you'll have a good time or not. There was like, another event that we went to, and their events were like really good, but I think they um, started to get like very popular, which is great for them. But I think that's like, more different types of people who weren't used to that type of environment and maybe didn't have as much of a respect for that type of environment were getting there and it was starting to bring down the vibe a little bit and one thing that I think some guys should understand when they go to a sex club is that just because you paid your money for the ticket doesn't mean that anybody is obligated to give you sex and I think Another thing that some people might not realise is that when you go to a lot of these parties, if you're a single guy, they will charge you more money. And the reason they do that is they want to avoid a situation where there's just lots of guys there and not a lot of women or, and couples. So then they will have to pay more money. So when a lot of guys get to the parties, they think that I've spent a lot of money. I feel that action should be happening for me. But it's not like that. It's you paid the price of the admission for you to be there. And then depending on how you move within that party or whether people take a liking to you or whether you're particularly social and, and you know, people take a shine to you or whatever else, stuff may or may not happen for you. But anytime I've been there, it's been um, a good place where people enforce boundaries and there's not people like touching you unnecessarily and, and stuff like that. So just to make that clear, don't think that you'll go to a sex club and you'll be under, you'll be under siege. It's, it's not like that. So other topic we wanted to get onto is meeting people in the alternative lifestyle scene or the kink scene or whatever. I think most people have the perception like of who don't do this type of stuff that people will be weird, there'll be like a lot of, you know, crazy stories about like what people are like in, in this type of scene. Um I think in reality, I think you'll find that there's lots of people into this type of stuff who are from many different walks of life, from many different career paths, people who have kids, people who don't have kids, people of like various ages, etc., who are exploring different things. One thing that we found when we started to like get into this stuff is just like how normal people are. It's like you have that that perception that you'll meet these crazy stalkers and you know you'll meet up with them and they'll be crazy or they'll be axe murderers or whatever else but it's fine it's just people exploring stuff like you and they have these different interests and they also have their normal day-to-day -day lives so that is like reassuring so you don't have to be like oh, now I'm just gonna meet like a bunch of crazies 
not to say that uh, everybody is like you know completely grey but as in I think hand on heart we've not had any sort of crazy experiences where we're just like wow that person was really we shouldn't have met this person or what do you think yeah that's probably true yeah um people talk about catfishing as well to be honest like we've never met up with somebody and they've not looked like their picture that they've given yeah that's not happened where you just think like oh this completely different person like has has shown up at my door people do try to catfish like at different points but that's like i think i've only come across that maybe like three times or something like that but it's it's very easy to spot like it's very like obvious it's the same people probably have on tinder and those yeah it's like there's always somebody who wants to try to try stuff and i think most people who try that to do that type of stuff they're trying to really get nudes or whatever else they're not really intending to meet anyone sometimes there's men who pretend to be women that different people have told me about um so that does happen but again like the most of the time the signs are like very obvious what some people do as well is that they try to do um voice what they call a voice verification so when you're talking to somebody online and you're not completely sure whether they are the gender that they say that they are is they'll just like have a quick chat on the phone or send them a voice note through whatsapp or whatever else to show that they are who they're saying they are and so people do that as well yeah you see come across like all sorts of people at sex clubs as well you hear different stories about famous people being at sex clubs as well and then making everyone sign like non-disclosure agreements because I guess they just want to party like everybody else and, and not get snitched on. Yeah, for the most part, you'll find that it's like quite a friendly environment. Girls will flirt with girls. Guys will, like couples will approach single women. Like there'll just be like a lot of like talking and stuff, but it will mainly be like a, a low pressure environment. Yeah, generally, everybody knows why everybody's there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I want to say easier, but it ends up being a better environment than say if you go to a normal club and you think oh yeah maybe i'm gonna get someone's number or mm-hmm. whatever or even have a one night stand with someone because you don't know what everybody's on yeah it's more of a dance exactly like, but yeah in the clubs like everybody's everybody knows why they're there yeah so i think as long as you go there you actually make an effort to engage with people mm. you'll probably find someone there that is interested in you mm-hmm. or that would be interested in doing something with you and that's whether you know that's a couple that brings the extra guy mm. in with them or a, or a couple that brings the extra woman in with yeah. them or a single woman and a single guy or two two women together mm-hmm. so um yeah it's just as long as you put effort in usually found that people get something out of it yeah who were at one club one time where this um woman was there with like her husband and they were like basically sorting out a, a gangbang in the club so the guy, her husband was just going around like picking out guys and yeah, they just got randomly selected. People will bring you into stuff if they like you, if, if that's part of like what they're trying to do that evening. Basically anything can happen in that type of environment. And even if you just like go home with like say a number or like some type of connection with somebody, from that like you can get more into the scene, meet more people, people can put you onto different stuff and, and take it from there. I think the element of people knowing why they're there removes a lot of the pretense and the and the game playing that can come with like other places. So yeah, it's just 
people are there to to let loose and and have fun even if you just want to be there and just be an observer you can do that no one's going to be like oh why is this person just here and they're and they're not getting involved with anything it's like you're well within your rights to just be there just minding your business to observe and like even if you tell people that oh it's just our first time here people aren't going to put pressure on you to be like oh you should be doing this you should be doing that like also it's like some people go there because they like being watched yeah exactly so some people just want to and some people just want to go there to watch but they don't want to do anything else because that's their thing they're, they're voyeuristic talking about being watched like you like being watched as well right yeah like i enjoy it so um i think i've mentioned before like one of the clubs that we've been to where you can go into a room and the room has a window you can basically decide whether you want to keep the door of the room locked or if you want to leave it open if you want to keep the blinds down so people can't see what you're doing in there or if you want to leave it up so people can watch you in there so there's been a few times where we've gone there and put on a bit of a show and that's been like really fun yeah it's been quite funny you may have like couples watching us or sometimes there's guys by the window watching mm-hmm. guys are like um, bashing yeah <laughs> and it's funny when people come up to you like and give you like feedback afterwards and they're just like oh you guys look so good together or oh, that was such like oh you guys really gave us a good show and people patting you on the back and stuff like that yeah that's that's hilarious do you remember one time we saw we met a double we met a woman somewhere like somewhere different and then we didn't realize that we were all at the same party somewhere yeah and then she was like oh what you were the girl who's riding like that <laughs> like i wanted to join in but... yeah and i was like why didn't you say anything all right so end of the show do you want to do a little summary of today mm, a summary so main takeaways from today is that yeah there's not a lot of black people in the uk kink or alternative lifestyle scene but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't get involved in it or that there aren't a lot of things to explore if you want to get into certain things you have to get make the effort to get into them yourselves do your research get involved go to different places meet people and take it from there um, also when it comes to meeting people in the scene a lot of people are just they're just regular people like you they come from all sorts of different walks of life and the main thing that everyone has in common is people just want to have fun so we've come to the end of the truth in the beauty podcast if you want to fire me any questions you can hit me up on tumblr so it's truth in the beauty um what is the address actually beauty.tumblr.com yeah so I'm sure you can just do a search for me and you can find me there so you can find me some questions there also if you want to see my actual booty there are pics of it on there plus other stuff and my random commentary on on random things so until next week bye Like me, do she work that body? Throw that ass like a pump, 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 pump it hottie. Do she handle it like she?